Hey everyone, and welcome to Club Sound. Oh, excuse me, not Club SoundCloud. SoundCloud on Clubhouse. Wow, you see where my mind is at. Um, I'm really excited for this conversation today because we're going to be talking about why community is the new currency um, with Doc Cromwell and team, and also some folks over from the SoundCloud side. So before we get started, I do want to introduce myself. I'm Drea Jackson, Manager of Artist Development and Relations over here at SoundCloud. Um, and I am a super fan of SoundCloud. I've always been a fan of SoundCloud. And I think I relate really well to this conversation because I'm one of those people and those listeners that really are dedicated whenever I find artists on SoundCloud. And um, to see how payout structures have evolved to really incorporate that type of listenership did I make that word up? I hope I didn't. Um, that type of listenership is amazing. And um, that's exactly what we're going to dive into um, in this conversation today. And we know that fans on SoundCloud have always been important, right? There wouldn't be a SoundCloud without the fans. And particularly the type of fans that are on SoundCloud. Because they create the trends, break artists, and now with fan-powered royalties, they're directly contributing to the future of music. So we're going to be talking with Dot and his team about how community has powered his career and why it pays to have a dedicated fan base and how that is a direct reflection of the value of your community. So as we sit through this conversation, I want everyone to keep in mind the different perspectives because, of course, we have Dot on the stage, um, a recording artist from Philadelphia, co-founder of Million Watts, um, listener and an artist on SoundCloud for over 10 years at this point. Um, oh, and he also had his track, God Bless, featured on our Pharrell, Pharrell Williams' I Am Mother Volume 1 compilation last summer, 2020. Um, then we have Kamari Martin from his management team. And we also have Joe, well, excuse me, we have Mike P from the SoundCloud side, Director of Strategy of Content and Rights Holder, Jamie Hart, a talent manager at Repost, um, and Erica Montez, our VP of Artist Development and Relations. So, we're going to be talking about community from a lot of different angles, um, but it's all important because community is pretty much a conglomerate of a lot of different things, not just plays and listeners um, and streams. So before we get into it, though, I kind of want to like welcome everyone on the stage, see how y'all doing, how y'all feeling. What's up, Dot? What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It's, uh, it's good to be here, man. Just hyped to be a part of this conversation. Yeah, of course. Kamari, how you feeling? Good, good. How are you doing? Good. Erica, I know you're super excited about this conversation. Hi. Yeah, I am. You know, I'm a big fan of Dot. And ever since um, I got to know him since the I Am Mother track, I, I, I can't wait for this conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. And then Mike P, who's like the brainchild of this for us, like he, we're at one point in the conversation, we're going to dive headfirst into what... FPR is versus, you know, pro rata and how things have evolved. Um, but Mike, how are you feeling today? Feel really good. No, no, I'm excited to to talk about this. Um, and also with, with Dot and everybody on the call. No, this is, it's going to be good. Yeah. And Jamie from our repost side, um, happy to meet with you today on here because I've never met you before. Yeah. Um, it's super nice connecting with other people, a part of, you know, repost and SoundCloud, um, you know, expand yeah. the community. Oh, and we have Joe. Hey, Joe, you just joined. Um, we were just actually introing everyone. So um, for those um, who don't know, Joe is also part of DOT's management team. 
How you doing, Joe? What's going, what's going on, everyone? How's everyone feeling? Thank you guys for having us here. I'm feeling really good. I'm really excited about this conversation um, because it's necessary, very necessary. And I really feel like Dot and team, y'all are going to be really great at helping us tell the story of what community means and how community is currency and a few other things too, but we'll get into that. So we have a lot to talk about today. Um, so I want to just kind of dive straight into it. And I'm going to focus on Dot really quick first, because you have been an avid listener of SoundCloud, fan of SoundCloud before you were an artist on SoundCloud um, for over 10 years. So you know both sides, right? Um, so what's your take on what listeners want and where their loyalties lie? Man, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's a good question. Yeah, I've, I've definitely been uh, on SoundCloud for a very long time. I first got introduced to it um, mainly as a listener, um, definitely like uh, early on in last decade, uh, just trying to figure out my way around different platforms. And I really kind of like ended up on SoundCloud because I wanted to build with uh, other artists and other musicians uh, and mm -hmm. things of that nature. And um, I want to say like later on in the decade, I really kind of like started to like uh, utilize it for uh, myself and for my own, my own artistry. Um, and I think that uh, the listenership on SoundCloud is very interesting because like I said, it's like a mixture of uh, musicians, artists in their own right, and then people who are all also listening. So it creates like this, this, uh, this crazy uh, intersection, you know what I mean? Where uh, people can like overlap and kind of like learn different things from each other and build and build with each other in different ways. And I think on uh, SoundCloud, one of the biggest things for me in terms of like loyalty, I think everyone has loyalty to um, kind of, uh, I want to say uh, just frequency of, uh, of content. You know what I mean? Like the more, the more that you're putting different uh, music up and different things, the more people can interact with it, the more you can create like genuine connections from either uh, artist to uh, listener or listener to artist. Mm, okay. Well, Dot, you are flying into our next question, actually, by the way, because the next one is, and this is one I want everyone to touch on on the stage or at least whoever, whoever wants to chime in. How can artists use SoundCloud to directly connect with their fans and build a community on the platform? So, Dot, maybe you have examples of, like, the most meaningful interaction you've ever had, a connection you've made with a fan on SoundCloud. Um, maybe people on Eric Kamari and Joe may have a perspective from management standpoint. Erica, Mike, what's y'all's take? I'll let Dot go first. Yeah, I mean, definitely from, like, uh, building on the platform, like, some of the best ways. I think the thing that was interesting to me about SoundCloud is that, like, it feels it feels like a mixture between uh, your normal DSP and then like Instagram. You know what I mean? Because it's like I can actually see the people, I can talk to them, I can interact with them. So now it puts us in a place where it's like if I see that someone's listening to my music a lot and they end up hitting me up, we can like talk back and forth, and we can actually they can actually ask me questions. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so what kind of influenced you to make this song, or or who was a producer on it, and things of that nature. And um, it's crazy. I think like the most meaningful interaction that really came from it was uh i ended up meeting this engineer named maddie harris and maddie came across across uh me because he was listening to this project around 2019 i released it on soundcloud and he heard it on there and um i'm not gonna like i was just like itching to put something out and i didn't even like fully even get it mastered and maddie heard it and he was just like pissed off because he's like Yo, I really like this project and I wish it sounded better. I would like to engineer for you for free. And <laughs> and it's crazy because it's like because it's like if that didn't if that relationship didn't happen with him, like basically I was at a place where I was making music faster than I could afford to even put it out like correctly. 
So if it wasn't for Maddie finding me on SoundCloud, I would have never put out God Bless because that was a record that Ooh, it, just, it, was, it wasn't going to go out, you know? So because of the relationship I made with Maddie, we got God Bless. It kind of wow. breaks the ice. Yeah. That's so interesting to hear, but you're absolutely right that, like, I think this is, Andrea knows this. Andrea's, by the way, like, newest member of the team. I think it's something that we tell all artists all the time, right? We are a social media site on top of everything else, and, and the best way to connect with anybody, like, we encourage you to engage because building that relationship and that one-on-one is so key. Maybe just to quickly add, too, is, is what's interesting is with other platforms, artists are thinking, all right, I want to find my audience. But there's so many instances of not just finding your audience, you're finding your peers, you're finding your collaborators, your mixers, you're finding your And in the, usually the second and third biggest thing is like, how do I make money off of this to be able to sustain myself as I start even developing my fan base, which is the third. So it's really interesting to hear your story too, because it's kind of like you found your groove, you found your people, you started finding your team. And then the other thing, I mean, we'll, we'll dive into it later, but like fan powered royalties, what it essentially is, is kind of a happy marriage of all that, because no matter how much we find our audience, our people are seen, how do we actually sustain it as we grow as artists, right? And even that fan base and finding that new discovery of, of your favorite new artist. So it's, it's a great, I mean, I don't want to even call it a story. It's just, it's just great. Like just hearing this and how you've, you've, you were able to do this off of the platform. And if I may also, I want to piggyback off of what both Mike and Dot has said. Um, it's a merge between a, music streaming platform and i'll take it further um i'll take it further and say it's like um asl i mean not asl aim i don't know if you, if you guys remember aim um, <laughs> I, I might be showing my age i might be showing my age but it's I really that it's it that intimate is that intimate like you can really connect with um like you said engineers other producers other artists or even just your, a fan base that you can cultivate yeah. and really really gain an interpersonal relationship with these people so it's really really great well speaking of intimacy and thanks for throwing it out there joe cuz i think that is probably the best word to really use um I want to talk about how to deepen those connections with fans mike mike was just saying okay look we found our fans we found our audience um found my groove but like what are some of your personal interests and hobbies that or in general what are some personal things that you have been able to use in order to deepen connections with your online community whether that's you incorporating that in your music in your messaging in your causes you're supporting um and how has that helped or how has that approach helped you uncover new fans kind of a loaded question but i think you catch my drift <laughs> nah i got it got it yeah so i mean in terms of like my personal interests i think that like for me, I'm really interested in like, just like connecting people, you know, and hence the reasons like, I'm, my name is Doc, because it's like, I, I connect those. So it was like, I always had like a big interest in like connecting black folks, um, people in color in general, and uh, the disenfranchised who just don't have visibility in a sp certain spaces, um, that just have been like off limits to them. So through like, multiple different like either like a company that I've created or I helped amplify or consulted for um whether that's like 
working with like one of my homies, like Travis Weeks with Driven Society and create certain projects that help penetrate culture. Or like, sometimes I would be like advising for like Fortune 500 companies like Activision or Golf Magazine, uh, helping them use like their analytics to reach untapped markets. I feel like in those spaces, I've created like a, a intersections, you know what I mean? Where I'm able to bring people from like one world to another. Um, and sometimes in those places, I'm able to like, I'm able to get in a situation where I might be connecting with someone on a business level and like, they see what I'm doing musically and they're like, oh, wow, wait, hold on. You do that. This is so interesting. And it's so, and what's so easy is that like, I'm able to like, say we're working on a project and it's something I need to send them some music that is unreleased or whatnot. You know what I mean? Because I want to be a part of this project that this company is working on. It's so easy. I could just like shoot them like a SoundCloud link. I don't have to, it doesn't have to be out. Uh, it doesn't have to be already on all platforms. So like I've been utilizing that, um, using like the private links to even like uh, uh, put myself in certain pitches and put myself in certain situations. So I think that like in um, creating these different intersections that I have between like music and tech, um, I've, be, I've been able to create places where, yeah, I'm basically be, be able to like move believers from one side to another. So it's been pretty awesome. Ooh, move believers from one side to another. Everyone on SoundCloud is a believer. Everyone. Um, love that. That's a fact. Um, yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. But it, I'm sensing that you're definitely, you have a pioneer spirit. Like you're definitely a leader because for you to even be able to leverage the platform in that capacity means that you're actively looking to find those believers and bring them to something new. We're actively looking to connect dots outside of the platform as well. And that's very important on SoundCloud too. Very, very important. Right. Um, and I think I just transitioned us to the next part of the conversation, growing community through collaboration. Um, so for example, Dot, you had the wonderful chance of being featured on Pharrell's I Am Other compilation. Um, right. What did it mean for you to get, get that track picked, God Bless picked by Pharrell? Yeah, so so obviously before anything, it was a surprise because I told you like that record was just on the hard drive. It was never really going to come out at, at one point. Um, so aside from that, what's crazy is that I really used to listen to Pharrell like a lot. Like I remember like back when like iTunes, there was a, there was a project that Pharrell did with, uh, it was him and Questlove. They did like the Yes Sirs version of like most of the songs from his like In My Mind project. And he had this one song called That Girl and like the Yes Sirs version of it. Yo, when I would look at my play count on iTunes, I swear, I remember one time, and this is back when it first came out. It said like, I listened to it like 962 times. You know what I mean? It was like, I was super like just inspired by Pharrell. And then in terms of like, even like some of the different things that I'm doing on the song God Bless, like I come from like a, a straight rapper bars background. So I have been like playing around with different like, melodies and ideas just trying to increase my melodic IQ and a lot of that really came from like listening to Pharrell and hearing like how he didn't really have any fear with the fact that like maybe he's not a traditional singer but it's like you still gonna catch these notes you still gonna catch this feeling I'm still gonna give you this vibe and I, I feel like I was inspired by him for a lot of that so like man even to this day it kind of bugs me out the fact that he even knows that I exist is kind of crazy so that was just like that that was amazing and and Man, I'm forever grateful to the SoundCloud yeah. family for like even making that happen. Yeah, we we really appreciate you guys for that. For sure. Well, shout out to that meaningful interaction that you had um, that really led you to put God Bless out because you right. see how, like, how how full circle that comes. Kamari, Joe, 
Uh, what were y'all's interactions to the opportunity and how do y'all think it helped him grow his community? I mean, we were super excited about <clears throat> the collaboration and to know that Pharrell actually handpicked God bless himself. That was like a real big plus for us in our eyes. And, um, you know, we were like, okay, people are listening. And it turned out to be one of his highest streaming songs, over over 500,000 streams right now. Um, yeah. Also, um, when that came out, we actually had, like, PR agencies reach out to us, like, hey, we heard your song on this compilation album. Um, or do you guys need any work done? Like, how can we assist you? What can we do for you? Um, it definitely opened people's ears and eyes to what the dot crime world black, black, uh, sorry, brand was and is. Yeah. And, and did any new collaborations come from that feature? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So so what's really cool is that like, um, I want to say like every single day almost, or at least like every other day, I get like new producers hit me up through SoundCloud, like I swear to you, like I probably have like man, I, man if, 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 if any of them are in the crowd like i'm sorry i'm getting through them but i have like a thousand beats i have to listen to right now and it's crazy but like one of the producers that that got to me early was uh this producer named suedo um and he's like one half of a edm group called barely alive and um he reached out to me like directly off listening to like god bless and was like yo man i really love that song the project it's one of the ones that spoke to me um and me and him synced up and we did like we did like six songs in a week. And um, what ended up happening was uh, the first three singles that I released this year is like SoundCloud exclusives, like uh, Hold You, Bend Down, Off the Moon. They're all produced by Suedo, who I met directly from um, God Bless. That is amazing. I know. Yeah. I've never heard this. I love hearing this. Can I just tell <laughs> you that that God Bless set the tone for that project? And, and I don't think we've ever had this conversation, but I think... You know, when you think about when we set out to do that project, it was, you know, during the during the beginning of COVID. And and I, I think it was so that song just made you feel good. And that's where why it was put where it was put. And it just set the tone for everything else that came after it, by the way. I don't think I've ever told you that. No, you never told me. That's that's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So I'm definitely sensing that Dot has great vibes um, throughout everything that he touches. And these dots that he's connecting are connecting more than just the dots because you see how they're kind of boomeranging and boomeranging affecting on him. Um, and again, that's just kind of the beauty of SoundCloud. You never know when you're going to get that return on the interaction that you made on the platform. So that's wonderful to hear. Um, but now I kind of want to like, get the perspective of my SoundCloud team a little bit on the impact of listener engagement. So this question is, what are the most impactful ways a fan can engage with an artist on SoundCloud? Who goes first? I'll take it. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, it's, it goes back to that devotion principle, right? That, that you, you briefly mentioned First, you have the connection, and then after that, you have some kind of kinship. And I think every single type of artist has a different hustle, and there's a different space and room to do that in. Um, sometimes it's genre, sometimes it's just simply just different people. 
Um, and I know Erica and the rest of the team have a lot more to, to say on like the social components of, of the platform and how, you know, strategically Erica and team always talk to, to everyone about it. But it really is focusing on the devoted fan, right? Like it's essentially finding those people that are that, that kinship, that, that support system and seeing what works and also what, what music galvanizes people, what makes people come out to you and reach out to you. And you have the thousand beats you have to listen to now, which is awesome. And, and it's really great to hear that you, you keep connected. And that last piece is the one that's vocal is the keep connected. Cause there's so many artists that wish they have the opportunity to go from zero to one, let alone a hundred. And maybe there is this Hail Mary or something that happens that connects them with someone, but the, to keep that connection, kinship. Um, however, you do that with, with, um, with your fans and, and, you know, peers, that's key. Um, but I, I think that's one of the focal, and that is huge on, on fan power royalties, which we'll talk about later, but that's a huge factor in it. Agreed. I think it's, to me, it's, it's, it's forming a consistent, consistent behavior, right? If, if I, as an artist, um, and Dot, maybe, I mean, you've experienced this, right? You've been releasing music. Like, if I get my audience, or I'm building my audience to get used to me releasing a track a week, right? That's They're going to get used to that consistent behavior that I have, and they're going to be ready on a Monday. You know, if I, you know, if, or if I drop every Monday, they'll be ready every Monday waiting for my track to drop, right? Or... Yeah. Or I start building other patterns of behavior. Um, I'm going to drop my favorite playlist on a Friday. Um, they know that I reply to comments no matter what. You know, it's 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 consistency. I think is super important in building loyalty. That's a really great point, Erica. Um, well, Dot and team, from your perspective and being on the back end of maybe his insights and getting those comments and things like that. Um, how do you all as a team kind of incorporate fan feedback or comments and engagement insights into the music and your overall strategy? Oh, cool, cool, cool. I w- um, so I would say like, that's awesome. So, so one example would be like, you know, I started looking at user generated playlists that people put us on and things of that nature and being able to see like, you know, you can't see someone's playlist, but I can see like what someone might call their playlist. You know what I mean? And a lot of people, you know, we're at a time period and we're shifting towards a space where uh, music is playing like the soundtrack to people's lives. You know what I mean? A little bit more so than it's about like me just going to go check out your full project. It's like, how can I take what I like from your catalog and put it in my life? So I think when people create certain playlists, they when they put the names for the playlist, you know, they they might not be playlisters, so they're just making it to clean their room or they're making it to go to the gym and do different things like that. And like we noticed that like we end up on a lot of different playlists that people have for like this songs I like the game to or songs that I work out to. And like what this does is like this helps us make like more informed decisions on the creative side. So now I could go back and sit down with like my producers and musicians and whatnot, and we can decide like, all right, maybe we're gonna pick more uh music that has more like anthems to it you know it feels more like an anthem i mean to say um it kind of helps me as a writer knowing like what kind of lyrical references i need to put into things um sonically what kind of themes we need to go go towards and then i guess you know for joe and lindo you know that helps in terms of like marketing and placement ideas so like that was like a really uh cool thing that came from that okay we're gonna get into that marketing in a second but that is a great i've never thought of like 
going through and I'm sure you want I'm sure you're on a lot of playlists at this point personal playlists I've never thought of going through yeah. those playlist titles and trying to figure out you know like why would they have added me to this playlist and how can I incorporate that into what I'm doing for my fans good point and also to interject I also think that um for Kamari and myself when we look at who exactly is following Dot and who's paying attention to Dot's music we try to figure out where they are so obviously we know what last year was. Everyone was at a standstill. And now, you know, people are doing shows again and shows are, are happening. But once it's more, you know, I guess safer for the lack of better words, we know where our market is. We know who we can who, who we can target, what what states we can go to. Maybe we can possibly try to find a um if we have any fans in Germany or in a, a different country, let's try to find who's the up and coming producer from that country and try to do a track with them so that way we can get more of a, a fan base in that particular state or that particular country as well. That's a great point. Really great point. Okay. So you all have are very sophisticated on leveraging uh listener feedback and insights into strategy. Um, but I kind of want to pivot the conversation a little bit more into community and then we'll get to marketing because I think understanding the community kind of helps feed into uh, the marketing as well. So, um, Doc, this question is particularly for you, but anyone else can chime in too on how they define community. But how do you define community? Um, I mean, for me, community has always been finding uh, like-minded individuals who uh, – may come from different walks of life, but we all just, we all figure out that we're kind of like our trajectories may be parallel, you know what I mean? And moving towards the same direction. Um, and usually it's just like, it kind of takes one person to kind of like be that glue and kind of, and kind of like, Hey guys, like, we're, I don't know if you know this, but we're all aiming towards this. You know what I mean? I think community is like when you're able to like build that foundation with those kind of folks um, and uh, kind of, that's when you start to add in like the family base a part of it the tribal part of it you know what i mean the loyalty the love things of that nature so yeah. i think on a simple right. level you know what i mean that's kind of like building like community for me got you anyone else want to chime in on that yeah um to what dot was saying with um the community part of it all is think of how i look at it at least is every like great empire or country like it started off with like a group of people who all believed the same thing or had the same goals or the same ideas and it thrived and thrived and thrived be until it became you know whatever country or state or whatever it is i feel like with what, what soundcloud is doing you're giving us the opportunity to do that on the grassroots level and build that same community and tribe and grow and grow and grow with one another and we are able to barter our talents with one another um, as the currency, if you will. Um, yeah. and, and we're able to say, hey, you do, like 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 what Dot said, hey, you do beats, you're a producer, or you're an engineer. Hey, I just want to be able to work on your stuff so I can say I worked on this project that I believed in and this artist that I believed in, and this, that's rewarding for them. And at, um, transversely for Dot, he's able to, build new catalog and and have new songs that he's able to release this year that wasn't even a thought you know maybe a year and a half ago um of being released because of this this bartering system this community that's being built on this platform 
Mm, and Joe, you're actually getting into part B of this question. Um, I was going to ask, so when you hear community equals currency or community or the new currency or community is the new currency, excuse me, um, what does that mean? And, and how do you how do you interpret that? Anyone on the stage, actually. There's a saying. Um, I forgot who said it, but it said instead of networking up, network horizontally. Right. So Mm -hmm. if you work with the people around you who all have the same aspiring ideas or dreams that you may have, granted, maybe a different genre of music or maybe a different way of doing it. But you're building with the people who are alike to you. They're akin to you. So it's it's better for you and better for them to build that way than trying to aspire to be around people who may not know you, who may be in their eyes or their, you know, mentality or a higher um, hierarchy than what you are musically or talent wise. So if you build with the team around you or the people around you and network horizontally instead of vertically, I think you can get way more apples than anything else. The apple. It's the apples for me. (laughs) (laughs) Erica, are you about to say something? Oh. I can't remember what I was about to say. It was, it was something very similar. No, I really enjoyed what, what you were saying. I think as far as I I think of it, just the way that about about building horizontally, you're right. I think the way that I've built up, even just like my community, right. You, you build each other up. Um, That's what you keep doing when you're building horizontally. So I love that thought. And we're about halfway through the conversation. So I want to reset the room really quick. Um, for those who just joined, uh, we are talking to Dot Carmwell and some folks on the SoundCloud side, as well as um, Dot's team about why community is the new currency and how and why that approach has fed into our um, new royalty structure called Fan Power Royalties. Um, so, Dot, I kind of want to touch on actually Million Watts now, because that is the community of creators that you and fellow artist Diamara founded, um, which serves to exalt, preserve, and protect creators. So tell us a little bit more about how and why you started Million Watts. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's, it's kind of a packed answer, so uh, bear with me. Um, so like I, uh, the roots for Million Watts actually like trace back to like Philadelphia, you know what I mean? And just like my love for like building different communities, like I grew up in Southwest Philly um, and I lived in a couple different parts of it, you know, but, you know, I lived in like some of like the tougher parts, you know, and, um, you know, I experienced like a lot of different things growing up from, you know, friends uh, going to jail, passing away, uh, just having like certain run-ins with the law, just like different kind of things. But at the same time, like my, uh, my mom and my dad, they did like everything they needed to do to make sure that like I was able to like, I went to Catholic school, you know what I mean? I was, a, I got a, I have received like a presidential scholarship to go to UArts, you know what I mean? Things of that nature. Um, and just due to like, it was just so much happening in Philly. Like I kind of ended up in a place where it's like, a, a lot of us sometimes grow up in like, you know, my household ended up being a single parent household. And then like, you know, just different dysfunctional things happening in the family where it didn't quite happen how I wanted it to happen. So I put myself in a mind state where I always wanted to like build community or families you know what I mean, on my own. And I started like with, uh, <laughs> I had like the basement in my mom's, in my mom's house, like when I was younger. And um, I had like recording, a recording set up there. Like we had like a, 
like a computer speaker with the with the with the computer mic that comes with it. And we had like a rubber band around it, and you got to like hold the speaker to rap into it. Like it, it was really rough back then trying to figure out how to do music. And at that time, I, I, everyone from the neighborhood would come to the basement and like kind of like sharpen their skills and like rap rap there. And like you know, we would just coin it the basement. Um, and then fast forward when I ended up moving to New York, me and uh, Nana Quebina, like a frequent collaborator of mine that I met back in Philly, we started like the helipad. And even there, like we would, uh, everything was focused on like culture. We would have like uh, parties every Friday, you know what I mean? Um, and we didn't know it, we didn't know it then, but essentially we were handpicking and collecting all of the most talented people that we had met across New York City and like creating a hub for them, you know what I mean? And then I ended up moving to Brooklyn where, where I met Diomata and um, I had a, uh, we had the parlor. I know we name all our houses. It's crazy. So we had the the parlor, and um, in the parlor, like we, I was more intentional about it. And I intentionally moved creators from different walks of life and, and different skill sets into this crib. And um, you know, I, that's where I met like producers like Zane Durham and Swank um, and all these different folks that I work with. And over there, we would have like jam sessions and uh have video shoots would happen there and parties would happen there and uh band rehearsal would happen there we cook have dinners and, and things of that nature so it was like i had always been in the place of like building community and with me and dio kind of like like i said you know her background similar to mine she came from different spaces and when we kind of united with each other we realized that we had really wished that some of the different things that we had learned right now we had a mentor that was in our current space back when we were younger so our thing was like yo how do we like cut the time in half for people you know so we wanted to be able to do that while also like being like mentors and create spaces and platforms for folks you know what i mean because i had to like i had to put myself into business situations in order to understand that part because as an artist you want to make music but when once you bounce it out and it leaves your computer, you're now in the music business. And that's a whole different thing. And not everyone really gets to learn that or gets to have a mentor about that. So with Million Watts, we wanted to create a platform where we're able to do this for different people. Um, and in 2020, when we really wanted to like kind of like move full speed into it, you know, that was when like the world came to a halt. And then specifically, you know, God bless his soul, the, the whole situation with George Floyd. And like when that occurred. You know, my timeline was like in disarray because you just see a lot of different folks kind of confused because they want to know, well, how do I contribute? You know what I mean? I remember people who like other artists I knew who released music that week who was like, I can't even promote it right now because it's like this feels weird. You know, so I think for us, one of the things that we looked into that time was like, how do we help with like the black economy? Um, so one of our first campaigns was we picked uh, 20 black owned food and beverage establishments throughout New York City. And we partnered with Link NYC to give them free marketing on the machines all throughout Manhattan. And then partnered with Facebook to like have like a cultivated, it culminated to an event where we got like Mandy Bowman, who's like the founder of uh, Official Black Wall Street, and Kazia Williams, who's the founder of uh, Black Upstart, to kind of, kind of come together from their position and like speak, speak and drop more gems for uh, these different. Uh, black owners um, and, and uh, owners of color, you know, and then from there, that kind of like got, got a battery in our back of like, wow, we just want to shine a light on like ev everybody who's in all these different angles uh, of the world. So like we start, we teamed up with like uh, this past April with uh, Facebook and Forbes and Dropbox and Giphy and Revolt to put together a couple different conversations around uh, uh, black folks working in ERGs and Fortune 500 companies, you know what I mean? And how we can continue to build this uh, 
this kind of like grid, if you will, or networking system, you know what I mean? And like Joe said, like networking across. Um, so Million Watts is kind of like right now, I would say it's in a place of like ever evolving and ever growing. But um, it started from me wanting to have a family and it continues to grow based off the idea of uh, creating communities. Okay, so the thing is, I love uh, Clubhouse, but like you can't hear the cheers and the snaps and the yes and all that stuff that's going on. I'm sure <laughs> some people in the crowd are feeling and are touched by what you're saying. And I am very moved by the story behind Million Watts. It's kind of amazing to um, have this conversation with you more in depth right now because um, I can definitely tell that you are touching lives everywhere you go and very, very talented. But um, Million Watts your community, you can select in communities, but then on SoundCloud, learning how to figure out your community and learning how to turn that community into your currency. Um, I'm going to transition the conversation over to FPR, Fan Power Royalties. Um, and it was really important that we focus that first part of the convo, though, on community because of its linear relationship with how artists make a living, right? And in short, the bigger your community, the bigger your payout, whether that is money, whether that is exchanging relationships, whether that's Anything else that might, you know, fulfill your purpose um, or, you know, propel your purpose. I like that better. Um, but the value of community means a lot more than just listeners and plays and streams, right? And here at SoundCloud, community is engagement, community is loyalty, community is growth, and community is currency. And naturally, payout structures have evolved to reflect the new culture of music streaming. So I kind of want to pass it over to Mike P., the brainchild of... Um, FPR to briefly explain pro rata and why it had to evolve um, and introduce us and those who don't know to FPR, Fan Pop Royalties. Awesome. Thanks. Sir. I, before we actually dive into the technical, um, the one thing I wanted to, to call out, Dot, that you mentioned, and you know, you have many hats and those around you do too, and you kind of have to these days. Maybe just to quickly share like the origin of why we even built this out. Um, I I started three years ago and then the cooks in the kitchen, there was four of us, three of the people, the four are musicians. <laughs> so we're coming at this, you know, some have, you know, there was a, there, someone has the economics background. So there's an economic economist, there's an engineer, you know, product person, you know, it's that, that thing that you just ran us through, which is your story and your, your whole timeline of, of getting to where you are today. Like it's a very similar story to what even this, initiative is for SoundCloud and SoundCloud is working here, right? And then just to take that into the technical part and, and the things that are really amazing that we're talking about community, um, Joe, you mentioned bartering talent, you know, how do we look at shows and getting the right fans and to, to come out and the right areas to, to target. And then most important, most importantly, loyalty and devotion. So for anyone that already knows this on, on the line, how, how the industry standard works today. So music streaming uh, across all platforms, essentially it's pro rata. It means pro ration based. So what it means is that it's all the money in a given territory. Let's just say everyone in the U.S. here, we throw all our subscription money into this one pool of money. And all the artists on that platform in the U.S., are competing against each other for a share of that pie. So that's why you constantly hear about the play game. You know, how can I ratchet up my, my plays? How can I get my share of this? And there's less focus on community 
And sometimes there's even less focus on what artists are trying to do um, because they start playing the, you know, the songwriting shortening game or they're playing front loading of songs or, you know, some of it, some of it's artistic, some of it's by, by design to try to get some payout. And when we were looking at this, that's when we started thinking like the industry is kind of usually when there's a new technology that comes out, it inspires creativity. It doesn't limit creativity. And that's what we were kind of looking at this is saying, why in the hell would we do this and continue doing this if artists are struggling now, especially that was, you know, COVID, why would we do this? Why would we continue going down this path? And we need to fix this. So there's a lot of complexity to this, which I won't go into, but to do something simple, there's so much complexity in the background to make it so simple that instead of me, me and you and all of us here say we pay $10 or whatever it is for a subscription, currently the way it works is you pay that $10 and whoever you listen to as you know, all those artists you listen to, your money goes to artists you don't even listen to as a, as a music subscriber to services because it's this big pool of revenue, big pool of plays. And it just goes to whatever entity or artist has the most plays. So what we're losing in this kind of market share driven dynamic, we're losing essentially the direct connection. You're losing the loyalty and devotion of individual fans. You're losing the individuation, right? So what we did with fan powered royalties is you're moving this away from this whole thing of just put everyone in one pot and we're moving away to basically every single individual person, every listener, they pay whatever they pay, 10 bucks, whatever the advertising they incur, that money goes directly to those that they listen to. So if you listen to one artist, like some mad person all month, that $10 goes into calculation for that one artist. You listen to someone for half of the whole month, half of that 10 bucks, 10 euro, whatever it is, goes to calculation for that one artist. So what we're doing is economically connecting the entirety of what that person is doing, that individual music fan, not just listener, the fan, what they do and where their money goes. And that's, that's the whole reason why we literally call it fan-powered royalties, um, because it's really the fan behavior that's driving it now. It's not, it's not necessarily playing the game of passive and active listenership and that whole thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of Fisher pricing it as much as we can, I guess. Um, and just opening up to, to your thoughts on that. No, that was great. That was super digestible. Okay. <laughs> Anyone else want to chime in before I get into a question? Mike's the expert on this one. That is for sure. I do love the Fisher price <laughs> reference though. Right. Okay, so I'm. Go- I want to hear from everyone on stage from from for this one, and really, I just want to ask the question or pose the question: What does FPR mean to and or for you? So, from the artist point of view, from the management point of view, artist relations point of view, talent manager point of view, or sound- SoundCloud strategy point of view, I really want um, everyone listening to kind of understand how fan power royalties is an ecosystem that all kind of feeds into obviously one sole sole purpose powering our listeners or excuse me our artists through their fans and their communities um but that happens in a couple different ways and from different angles right so dot i'll have you go first and jamie kamari mike erica joe word word um so fpr i mean for me it means that my believers 
they have like a direct line to support and power um, this career. And um, and I say this career because it's, it's not mine, it's ours. And, uh, you know, so when a, when a believer makes like, receives my music and it makes it, and they make it part of their life soundtrack, you know what I mean? It's theirs as well. You know, I'm just a vessel who happens to create it. So not only can they like directly reach out to me, you know, like on a SoundCloud platform, but through their listening habits, you know, they can directly help sustain the business model that, you know, we put together that kind of keeps us delivering this music that we both love, you know? So that's kind of like what it means to me. Period. I like that. You said a direct, you said I direct something to powering this career. Say that again. That was a bar really quick. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you know, their listening habits can like directly sustain the business mm-hmm. model that, that we kind of like use to del- deliver this music. Yeah. Okay. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, before SoundCloud at Repost, I worked in music publishing and like royalties and stuff. And so this is honestly my favorite. And I feel like through this, it's very important for like musicians and songwriters and people who are copyright holders to understand how they get paid and understand, you know, why they aren't getting paid as much for streaming and all of that. And I think that, you know, education is the start of, you know, change so once we can start like speaking up and being like hey this this old model doesn't really make sense and there are plenty of you know starting out and you know independent artists that need to make a living and have an audience you know to make money um so that's a really big thing for me is uh you know educating these artists when they're releasing their music um about fan powered royalties and you know the change that soundcloud is um, and Mike, you know, and the team is starting and um, putting out there in the world. And for me, I would say it's a more transparent way for <clears throat> independent artists like Dot to monetize, you know, directly from SoundCloud. And also from a management perspective, um, it helps us, you know, like Joe mentioned earlier, hone in on our targeted audience, you know, see who's actually listening and um, help us engage with them even more. And um, I feel this also for the artists, even if they don't have like a management team, it helps them become businessmen, um, businessmen and women, sorry, I should say. Um, It helps them to understand the currencies and understand like, again, the analytics for them to say, okay, this is how I can make my money. This is how I can reach out to certain people and get my merch out there for those who want to support my merch. Or again, I can get ticket sales in the future. I know where to go, who's going to, who I can pinpoint to make sure I can get direct access to my fan base. But then as a business, as a brand, I know how to operate in this digital world as well now. That's exactly it. I think for me, and I will say this, um, when Mike told me about this, I, I just, I thought it was just incredible. And I I definitely do think that Mike is one of the most brilliant people that I've ever gotten to work with. Um, I, and I've been through a lot in this industry and have launched a lot of things. And I think the fan powered royalties is the thing that I'm proudest of to have been a part of. And I think it's because on a daily basis, 
I, we get to educate artists, but the thing that I hear the most, and it's the thing that I wish artists would steer away from, and not because it's not important, but I hear them say, I just want to get on a playlist. And I'm like, but that shouldn't be your sole goal. That does not connect you directly to your actual fan, to your actual street team. Let's build more. And I think fan-powered royalties helps to do that. That direct connection, there's nothing more important. Wow, Erica, by the way, thank you. Um, and also, I mean, honestly, there's a reason that I've stayed at SoundCloud for three or so years, and it's people like yourself and all the others and that, you know, that are not on this call. Um, and quite frankly, if I'm going to be really honest with everyone on this call, there's a lot of industry complexity to get this out the door. Um, let me just say that SoundCloud not only has the gumption to do this, but also, you know, I can't swear on this, I think. But yeah, let's just say there's a lot of support here to support artists and it's continually shown internally. Um, and, you know, we're trying to work as much as we can externally with the industry as well to get this fully adopted. But I mean, I think the simplest way to synthesize this is that now artists that have a smaller audience, but they're very highly engaged and dedicated, that type of artist can now make more money on streaming than an artist that has a larger audience, but lowly engaged audience. Mm -hmm. And this is where we're talking to exactly Erica's point that the industry has built itself on really, really pushing passive 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 listenership right there's there's value to it you know cooking and whatever and all that stuff that people do and driving and you just kind of want cruise control but that's not fandom that's not finding the person that's going to come out to your show buy your ticket buy your merch support you as you're continually growing and coming back week to week to listen to the new release or the next release and that's really the focus of taking it back to something physical like you used to go to a show you show up to the first or second one 20 people, next one has 50, next one has 70, next one has 100. In music streaming, if you have that growth, the money never even moves in parallel to that, ever. So you have to kind of hit that echelon. You have to catapult yourself to like what Erica was saying. Everyone wants these playlists because they need the numbers. But those playlists don't mean that you're actually going to have fans. And that's the kind of thing that we're trying to break away from and trying to just really educate everyone to understand that there is the option to do it this way now. Um, and yeah, I mean, hopefully it's not just us, but it's also the, the way of giving an option, right? Because um, the form of independence is to have the option, right? And yeah, we're really, mm -hmm. I feel like we need an air horn for the next one, Drea, because everyone here has dropped some bars and they deserve some air horn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone's dropping gems. First of all, let me say that each of you all have been so seamless in your transitions. I didn't even have to do anything. I'm not even needed here. Um, that was really great. Um, uh, and, oh, also to the listeners down there and the others in the room, I feel bad. I meant to add that if you had any questions, because I know that I saw some hands popping up. If you had any questions, please feel free to direct them to the hashtag Your Streams Matter um, on Twitter. Um, I'm not sure we'll be able to get to them on this particular conversation, but we'll be having more conversations around this. And um, you never know who might follow up with you if you tweet us something and you're really curious about learning more about what Mike and team are um, talking about here today. But nonetheless, that was great hearing everyone's point of view. That means a lot, um, I think, for understanding really, again, the ecosystem of what this new culture of streaming is kind of like leaning towards. 
and how we as leaders in this, you know, movement um, are really, really, really pushing to put artists and fan connection first. So I'm going to swing it back for the last portion of the conversation here to Dot and team, because I want to understand how the strength of Dot's community that he's been creating all the way since the basement, right? Um, and and how that impacts um, FPR. So Dot um, and, and Joe and Kamara, you all feel free to chime in here too. How has the strength of Dot's community impacted FPR? Or actually, let me rephrase that question a little bit. Since the launch of FPR, how or what have you all kind of learned about his community or what insights maybe have you kind of gleaned from just the way that things are calculated now based on this level of engagement, et cetera? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll go first. I speak from like uh, just a purely like creative standpoint. I mean, for me, you know, I mean, first of all, you know, just really amazed by this and and thank you all for putting this together. You know what I mean? It's, you know, it's still like in for me internally, it's like an an inception phase. So, so for me, I would say like FDR has more so impacted me, and it's been like a, a a mind state shift for me. You know what I mean? Where like, say for example, in in like a pool model, sometimes when I would look at like my analytics and other platforms, it's like I'll see a, a number that you know uh, music that's streamed in a certain place, and you know it's it's just a number to me. You know what I mean? And I remember recently for one of my releases, I saw maybe it was like the song just came out and it got like 90 streams on one of the other platforms somewhere. But it just so happens that that listener is like super, super engaged with me. I mean, like they get on social media whenever there's a new release, they do stories. They had like their mom singing a song, you know what I mean? And when she said where she was from, I was like, oh, so all those streams came from her. Wow. I, I got to get her to listen to this on SoundCloud. You know what I mean? And it's like... um. I think that like for me it's like it kind of like shifted my mind state into like completely focusing on super fans and then like shifting my mind to think about like engagement not just from a perspective of like okay someone says something you respond back or anything but like you know for a time period of my life i was like i was like a store manager i used to like build stores for like cvs and stuff like that and I, it, customer service was a big thing so it made me think about customer service like in the reverse you know what i mean of like what are we doing to make sure that like, you know, we're like doing things like moving people towards that or like, you know, making sure that we're looking at different uh, creative and ever evolving like touch points to create with the audience. You know what I mean? So like at this point, you know, like right now, like FPR has really like impacted me. Okay. Well, I thought Kamari and Joe were going to chime in. Um, back to clear the awkward silence. <laughs> no, sorry. I don't know what happened to my phone. Um, I have an Android. Um, I think that what everything that said was true. Um, everything that said is true, but I, it's really, it really just hones in on who really support us. And that's the great thing about SoundCloud. Nowhere else can we get such in-depth and, um, analytics to say this is where i'm at or you can really see the progress of where you where you started from or where you were before to where you can progress what you can work on and if you want to work on a certain city what's the demographics how do i get there like this really gives us the blueprint of how we can maneuver within just the streaming world and again just being a brand and a business and the music business as well yeah it's the blueprint it's definitely the blueprint. 
Yeah, and I definitely would say, um, I think this is a model that all streaming platforms should adapt. Uh, I think uh, with this, you were able to see that, you know, no one artist is actually piggybacking off another artist's hard work. It helps us see what artists is like really, you know, as hot, what artists has really good music and things of that nature. Yeah. All right, y'all. This has been a really great conversation. We have... Um... We have one question that we're going to bring up from the audience, or one person to bring up from the audience. Um, Luke Jackson, oh, let me see if I can get you up here. All right. SoundCloud, what's going on? How are you guys? You doing well? Yeah, we're doing great, Luke. How are you? What's your question? Awesome, awesome. Yes, so um, my question. Okay, so as an original SoundCloud artist, how can how can I be more utilized to inspire more people to use SoundCloud first and how can I do that most effectively? Great freaking question. Who wants to take that one? Wait, tell, run that by me again? Sorry, I missed a little bit of it. Hi Erica, yeah, no, no problem, sure. So, my, my question to you guys is, you know, as Big LAJ, as an original SoundCloud artist, you know, my, my first ever song that ever got released was out on SoundCloud, you know. I released, um, you know, demo single after demo single after demo single, which then actually got me a placement with United Masters. My question to you is, how am I able to be best utilised to be able to encourage more, you know, new musicians, new instrumentalists, whatever their, their role may be, how can I best be utilised to help them use SoundCloud first? As I do believe that SoundCloud is the best platform for starting out. Oh, you want to spread the word. Is that what I'm hearing? He's I a believer. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. I had a call I, coming in there. I feel um, we might have to, we might just swap some emails and, you know, put you to work. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm telling you, I've been, I've been ready to go for like, since day one. So to, to be here and, you know, to be able to be in this, in this clubhouse room with you now is an honor. It's a blessing. It's all part of the journey. Um, I'm ready to be utilized. I'm ready to move forward. I'm ready to help others move forward. Let's make history. I love that. Well, I was actually going to share with Drea to share for anyone that wanted, you know, I know a lot of times artists want to send us their links. Um, if you all want to, if you want to send us an email, you can do it at artists with an S at soundcloud.com and we'll touch base there. Yes, please do. And let, and, and remind us that you, um, that i mean i, I yeah. feel like we'll know exactly who you are but remind us where we bet you from and we can definitely talk about something for sure amazing i'm gonna send it over now thank you guys and god bless thank you all right yeah, thank bye you. luke great very meeting you man all right that was that was awesome um that is a wrap though for today's conversation i really love how we all kind of like shared our points of view on um on community, on currency, and how those things flow into payouts, and you know FPR from ProRata, and um, I think that this is a great these these are great to have. And and if you're in the audience and you're you got the spirit of Luke Jackson, like please take what we talked about today 
and you know spread it around to your fellow artists and creative communities and continue to push um, development of community within your tribes because no matter what it's going to all feed into you know the purpose of supporting artists on the platform and or supporting whatever fulfills your purpose as well so anyone else have anything to add before we close the room I, I was just going to add to what you said and I, I can't remember who mentioned it that um that essentially you know I think you did actually Andrea that SoundCloud wouldn't exist, exist without the fans it wouldn't exist without the artists but more importantly no matter what we design, build, put out there, try to support, it it won't happen. No matter how articulate or beneficial it is, if there isn't people like like the guest speaker that we just had, that gentleman and everyone on this call support us back and each other. And it just it just won't work. It, it needs to be, you know, a collective of tribes and a collective of all that kinship that we talked about. And just really talking to our peers and, and the horizontal networking. I love that, by the way. It's really just just being ourselves, quite honestly. Um, but yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed this. Thank you all for, for participating and, and getting You're welcome. Okay, last thing. Dot Cromwell, what is next from you? What are you working on? Anything we can anticipate in the next couple of weeks or months or so? Yeah, I mean, right now, you know, I'm continuing to do uh, SoundCloud exclusives, monthly releases uh, for the duration of the year. Um and, uh, you know, we are doing this to continue to build our community, um, continue to uh, uh, lean into fan power royalties, uh, you know, moving towards a potential album um, next year, you know? We're here for it. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I would say one, you know, one last thing I would say for the audience is, is definitely, um, you know, to... Uh, continue to stay creative and continue to stay like intentional um, across the board, you know, because there are a lot of different um, listeners, uh, believers, fans who they want to support you and they want to find more ways to support you. You know what I mean? So definitely utilizing platforms like uh, SoundCloud and specifically uh, fan power royalties, you know what I mean? Um, You know, leaning into that and building your community is really like a full circle thing. Um, so yeah, do that. Ooh, ooh, one more thing I was going to add, um, for those out there, don't put too much pressure on yourself, um, to be creative and to create creative communities. Obviously you are innately compelled to be creative for a reason. So it's already there. So take care of your mental health, keep going, keep your support system strong, um, and keep the consistency going because no matter what you're putting out something that is going to mean something to somebody, even if it only means something to you. Okay, well, I guess we'll close out there then. Um, thank you all for joining. I can't wait to be a part of other conversations around this again. Um, and like I said, spread the word about FPR. If you have any questions, hashtag your streams matter. Tweet us, add us, DM us, or some, something. We'll figure out a way to um, answer that question, whether it's directly to you or whether it's in another one of these forums. So everyone have a good night and um, stay blessed. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Peace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.